Open your Bibles with me to the 15th Psalm. Psalm 15. I have turned you to this Psalm numerous times because I don't want you to forget it. It's only one of 150 Psalms, but it has a unique theme. And I want you to remember this Psalm. When I was with you two weeks ago, we used Psalm 24, which is like a fraternal twin to Psalm 15. This time we'll get Psalm 15. Though we have read it before, let's read it again. Repetition is one of the ways of learning. And I don't want you to forget this psalm as it describes the character of the righteous. These are saved people. Rather than the easy believism and decisional salvation that is emphasized in most places today, this describes the righteous. If you do these things, you'll never be moved. Because only the righteous can do these things. And only the righteous will do these things. Stand with me. And let us read in unison the 15th Psalm as we worship the Lord this morning. Together. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Because I have explained this psalm before, and because what I shall preach this day interprets and applies this psalm, Just briefly look at its words. The two questions are asked in the first verse. Who shall abide in God's house or His tabernacle? And who is going to dwell in His holy hill? The God that created us and the God of the universe and the God of the Bible is a holy being. How in the world can sinful man ever have a standing in His sight? The fourth psalm, the fifth psalm, excuse me, says, The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Now every one of us are foolish and workers of iniquity by nature. But God in His grace has given us a new heart that desires, He's worked in us to will of His good pleasure, And by His grace, we are able to do what is acceptable in His sight. He has worked in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. 
So the questions are asked who? The answer is not those who invite Jesus into their heart. The answer is not those who make a decision for Jesus. It doesn't say in the second verse, he that talketh uprightly. It says, he that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness. These are not the conditions by which we earn our way to heaven. These are the evidences and the character traits of the righteous in whom God has done his special work of grace. Because without that special work of grace, the psalm is boring to you. It has no meaning It does not convict. You have no interest in these things, neither will you do them. But if you're born again by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is precious. These words have meaning. They convict you, and you want to do them. Because you recognize that a holy God needs these kind of things around Him. Because only these things are acceptable in His sight. I'll not go through this phrase by phrase because I've been through it before. But it covers your walk. It covers your heart. It covers your honesty. It covers your tongue. It covers your opinion of others. It covers your protection of your neighbors. It covers your financial dealings. It covers your integrity. And it ends with this sentence. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. The reason I have come to this psalm again and again and again is for you to remember the questions of verse 1 and the sentence that closes out verse 5 and all that's sandwiched in between. So that you can be saved from the heresy of decisional salvation and two that you will know how you ought to live for the assurance of eternal life. He that doeth. Any minister that says there is nothing you can do for the assurance of eternal life is wrong. These things are to be done for the assurance of eternal life. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. And as I have told you and shown you repeatedly, this is the same Holy Spirit-inspired language that we find in Second Peter chapter 1, where a list of eight things is given for men to make their calling and election sure. And Peter says, by the Holy Spirit, if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. This is the evidence of eternal life. The heresy that has reduced... Eternal life and the basis for it and the evidence of it to a foolish, superficial, light, rote prayer is heresy compared to what the Bible describes as a changed life. This is the changed life of the righteous. Is this true of you? Does it describe you? God help us this day that we will be convicted to believe and to do these things. Amen. May Jesus Christ be praised. Yeah. Amen.